Welcome in on this beautiful Tuesday that we have here. You are listening to the Locked on Dimebacks podcast, hosted by me, Miller Thomas. You can check out all my latest work on my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see my work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. So go check that out if you want to see some of the stuff that I like to do in my free time. For segment number one today, we're going to talk about Christian Walker as our spotlight player as we do a little deep dive into pretty much every player on the Dimebacks roster leading up uh, leading up until opening day. We're just going to do a little spotlight player review, check out every player, do our best case, worst case scenario for the players, stuff like that. And then segment number two today, we're going to have our first Tuesday game, call it Talk To Me Tuesdays, where we bring on a guest every Tuesday. But we had some breaking news during the podcast. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, I won't spoil it, I won't spoil it yet, but you're going to want to stay tuned for segment two because it's some juicy news, trust me. As always, though, if your company is interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men between 18 and 44, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. So email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. So the player I want to talk about today in our second spotlight player review is Christian Walker, first baseman for the Arizona Dimebacks. This guy had just such a, he has such an interesting come up story. He was claimed off waivers in 2017 by the Arizona Dimebacks after bouncing around the entire MLB league. Uh, He started with the Baltimore Orioles. He was behind Crush Davis, so he couldn't get an opportunity there. He was then later on the Atlanta Braves for a little bit, drank a cup of coffee there, but he was backing up Freddie Freeman, so he wasn't going to get a shot to start there either. Played for the Reds. That was the last team he was on before the Dimebacks. Didn't get really shot there either because he had Joey Votto in front of him. So he went. He started on three teams where he really didn't have a chance to start. The Orioles, Braves, and the Reds. I mean, you have Crush Davis, who was a 50-homer guy. Joey Votto, who's consistently won the premier MVP candidates every year. And Freddie Freeman, he's just as consistent as they come. But luckily, the Dimebacks were able to claim him off waivers in 2017. He's been a a silver lining for the team, a real bright spot. I mean, 152 games last year. He had a 259 average, 29 home runs, 73 ribbies, 86 runs scored. And the only negative, I would say, is he allowed the fourth most errors in baseball at the first base position. So that's one area of need he could definitely improve on. But overall, those numbers are pretty solid. You would definitely take that from your hitter and your first baseman. I mean, that's some real production. I mean, getting you 30 uh, uh, homers, you're always going to want that from your first baseman. Now, what I really want to talk about with Christian Walker is how no one was able to find this guy. I mean, he was really a diamond in the rough, and the Arizona Dimebacks were lucky to scoop him. I mean, obviously, I just said all those guys he was sitting behind, so he wasn't really going to get a chance to start over any of them. But really, how was he not, uh, like, seen or discovered before he got to the Dimebacks? In the minors, he he batted 260 with 42 home runs before he got to the Dimebacks. And then in the Reno League, he batted over 300 with 50 homers. So he's always been a power guy 
in the minors. And then after he was claimed by the Dimebacks, he spent two years in the minors. That's where he batted over 300 with those 50 homers. And then he, uh, when Goldie got traded, that was his big shot. He parlayed that trade into a great spring training. He really went off there. He got really hot during spring training. And then the Dimebacks just gave him a shot. It was opening day. It was the first time he ever started on opening day. He was. It was also his birthday that opening day. So he was turning 28 years old. And it was a great time for him, a great experience. And he took off running. I mean, he hasn't slowed down since. He was able to take that opening day and able to play throughout the whole season because he was able to step up, you know. He was finally giving his, given his opportunity, and he made the most out of it. And that's why, excuse me, that's why I really like Christian Walker. He was able to do the most with his opportunity, and not a lot of players can do that. They expect the opportunity to be handed to him. And you know what? He took the opportunity, and he kept running with it to the tune of 29 homers, as I just mentioned. Now, the biggest thing with Christian Walker, what people see as the worst-case scenario, is that he only has one great season under his belt. If he is really this player that he showed us last season, why why did it take so long for it to come out? The man is going to turn 29 years old. He had multiple seasons in the majors, multiple stints, obviously. He had all those great all-star and MVP candidates ahead of him. But if you're really that guy, you'll find a way to make it to the lineup. I mean, he played for the Orioles. They have the DH in the American League. He could have been Big Poppy. Like, what happened? Why couldn't they get this guy in the lineup? Not like the Orioles were some world beaters with hitters all over the lineup. They could have used a guy like Christian Walker to even out with a guy like uh, Crush Davis and those guys in the middle of your order back-to-back. Man, that's about 60 home run production from the middle of your lineup. So that could have been insane. So how were the Dimebacks able to get him, and why did it take so long for Christian Walker to turn into the player that we are seeing now? Well, it's actually a funny story. After the 2015 season, Walker received a call from John Walton, whose father used to coach Walker in Legion Ball. So John Walton's father used to coach Walker in Legion Ball. Walton was running a baseball facility in Pennsylvania and offered to let Walker use his space to hit and train in the offseason. From there, they they started talking about mechanics, hitting philosophies, And from right then on, uh, the rest is history, honestly. Walker was just able to take off from there, just learning so much in that short amount of time about mechanics and really working on his game, working on his approach, and very similar to another former Arizona Dimeback in J.D. Martinez. I mean, Martinez wasn't a big power guy's first few seasons in the league, and all of a sudden hit the switch and turned it on, started becoming a 40-home run guy. That's really because of hitting mechanics. I mean, if you look at it, if you look the way the league is moving, players really focus on launch angle and the way the ball leaves the bat. And I'm sure that's what Christian Walker really uh, learned and took away from and all those talks he had with Walton and just from being around the game. I mean, he probably t- he might have talked to Martinez in passing. Maybe, you know, when they were playing against them, against the Red Sox, you know, he came last season, opening day last year. The D-backs faced the Red Sox. So maybe he had a quick convo with Martinez about hitting mechanics. And then you can actually compare Christian Walker's season last year to any season in the last 20 years by Arizona Dimebacks. 
first baseman not named Goldie because it is actually one of the best seasons ever for Arizona Diamondbacks first baseman in the last 20 years. So people, a lot of people think he's going to regress in the 2020 MLB season just because he only has that one season under his belt. And we just don't know. We don't have enough, uh, a large enough sample size. That, that's like the feeling with a lot of these Diamondback players. But I have belief in Christian Walker. I don't know if he's going to have the same kind of season he had last year. But I don't think the season he had was... I don't think it was like crazy, unduplicable. You can't do it again. I think it's very duplicable. I think you can do it again. I mean, he batted 260 with 29 homers. Half the league is doing that now. So I definitely believe Christian Walker could come in next year and put up similar production to what he had this past season. Now, stay tuned if you want to hear segment two where I tell you about that breaking news, the juicy trade that happened around the diamond and how it directly impacts the Arizona Diamondbacks. After this, quick message. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that the Locked On Dimebacks is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Dimeback fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. And not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Dimeback fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on, on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. Let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back for segment number two here on the Locked On Dimebacks podcast. Sorry, Locked On Dimebacks podcast hosted by me, yours truly, Miller Thomas. And guys, it's a tough day to be a D-backs fan today. It's a tough day if you guys haven't heard the breaking news already. I was going to do a, a new game today. It's You know, it's the first Tuesday of the podcast. We want to do a new game to bring in the new week, you know. This is a brand new podcast. We're trying to get innovative, do new things. But we got some sad breaking news. And it, it just pains me to say, the L.A. Dodgers and the Boston Red Sox have just agreed on a trade that will send Mookie Betts, former AL League MVP, gold glove winner, batting champion to the LA Dodgers for Alex Verdugo. And I'm going to butcher this name. Hold on. It's Bruce Star Gratterall from the Minnesota Twins, you know, high-ranking prospect, just like Verdugo once was. He's a nice, solid young guy. And they're also sending David Pre- uh, David Price to the Dodgers as well. So Mookie and David Price for those two young guys. I just have to say, why the Red Sox? Why do you hate the D-backs? Like, why do you have to do this? Like, Mookie Betts and David Mookie Betts is arguably the second greatest player in baseball behind Mike Trout, and David Price is still a solid number two or three starter on any team. So. Why would you make this move? I know you guys are trying to uh, save money. 
guys are trying to get under the luxury tax. We got a billionaire owner. So, like, does it even matter? This is baseball. There's no salary cap. Why are you trading your best player for two young, controllable assets? Mookie Betts is only 27 years old, folks. If the Dodgers give him a 10-year contract, he can still be productive till 37. David uh, David Ortiz was an an all-star at 40 years old. So this can be a big dampening in the D-backs' future for the next few years. I mean, can you just imagine that lineup with Mookie Betts? You got Max Muncy, you got Cody Bellinger, you got Mookie Betts, you just got star here, star there, you got stars all over the diamond now if you're the L.A. Dodgers. And this just puts a big wrench into the kind of offseason that the D-backs were having. We just got Madison Bumgarner from another rival, the San Francisco Giants. We just we just traded for our own all-star gold glove winner in Starling Marte. We got another 30 home run guy in Cole Calhoun. But if you added all those guys up, they wouldn't even be worth the price of admission for a guy like Mookie Betts. He's a true star. He could bat anywhere in your lineup. I mean, the fact that he's going to the L.A. Dodgers, I mean, this just makes the the day awful. I mean, this is such a sad day now. I mean, I don't understand why the Red Sox would do it for them and do it for us as a D-backs. For, for a D-backs nation, I, I feel wholeheartedly for you guys right now. I mean, this is a time for mourning. <laughs> we were having such a great offseason. We were like, the L.A. Dodgers missed out on Garrett Cole. They're going to have another good year. They're going to run back the same team, but we've seen what they do the last couple of years. They're a great regular season team. They go pretty deep in the playoffs, but they can't get over the hump. But with a guy like Mookie Betts, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if they got over the hump this year. And seeing a division rival like the L.A. Dodgers make such a move like that, it really puts pressure on the Arizona Diamondbacks. Should they make any more moves? If you were listening to the podcast last week, we had a segment where I talked about whether the Diamondbacks should, whether the Diamondbacks should trade for Chris Bryant or not. And you know what? After seeing the Dodge, uh, seeing the LA Dodgers trade for Chris, uh, <laughs> after seeing the LA Dodgers trade for Mookie Betts, I've come to a conclusion. I already made this conclusion last week on the podcast, but now it, this just solidified it for me. This made it fact for me. This is now gospel for me. The Arizona Diamondbacks need to trade for Chris Bryant. He's the only way you can weather this storm that Mookie Betts is bringing to Arizona. It's going to be called the Betts Haboob. We don't need that here. We were having such a great offseason. We were going to make money moves like Cardi B. And now we have to figure out how to face the LA Dodgers with that kind of star-powered lineup. But don't worry, guys. I still have faith in the team. Mike Hazen always has another rabbit to pull out of his hat. They know what they're doing up there. Toy Lovello always has his players playing above their heads. With all the great additions that we made this offseason, I think we're still going to be right there to contend with the L.A. Dodgers. But I'll be lying to you all. This wasn't a shot in the heart right now. This is definitely going to make winning the, (laughs) the division a lot tougher now. 
But I still believe in our guys. And you know what? We've still had a great offseason. We still have all the pieces in place to knock all that blue out the bleeding Dodgers. We're still going to have a great season ahead of us. We still got nasty rotation now. All thanks to Mike Hazen pulling off the Madison Bumgarner trade that not trade, but signing that no one thought was going to happen. We made some great trades. Uh, I think we still had a great offseason. This news just seems so devastating now becomes because it comes like just a few weeks away from spring training. That's why it's so devastating because we're right around the corner from from spring training. We're almost like, all right, great offseason. Uh, Dodgers missed out on all the top guys they wanted. We're happy, you know. Uh, we, we just love seeing the Dodgers lose, and today they're winners. Today they are the winners. They're gonna, they got their comeuppance today. They're going to have their chance to celebrate today, but let me tell you this. It won't last long. The Dimebacks will get the last laugh in the end because I believe the Dodgers are choke artists, and they don't know how to get over the hump, and they will lose when the big moment is upon them. Thanks for tuning in for tonight's podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Dimebacks hosted by me, Miller Thomas. You're going to want to tune in tomorrow as we do another spotlight player review on Cattell Marte, you know, big fan favorite here in Arizona. We'll do it on him. And then we'll do a new game on Wednesday. Uh, I'm not going to tell you guys what it's going to be called yet, but yeah, we're going to do a new game on Wednesday. So stay tuned for that. And if you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that the Locked On Dimebacks is a great way for your local business to reach passionate fans. Fans just like you, unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. So if your company wants to connect with Dimeback fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income. Let's put your company right here on this podcast. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. Thank you, y'all, for tuning in and tune back tomorrow where you get more D-backs news, coverage, and insight by me, Miller Thomas. Peace.